Have you hugged your ganja bush today? Do you smoke the herb daily? This was going out to our meditators. Dr. All right, guys, I'm here with a special guest. I'm here with Brett from Heart and Soil. Welcome back to Refer the Refer the Podcast, uh, where we reference cannabis and cannabis usage and proper ways to consume it. So thanks for coming on, Brett. Mm. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, it really, I didn't have to go anywhere. You, you bring the studio wherever you go, so that's awesome. Yeah, I, I try like to it. make it uh, easy and uh, as comfortable as possible and just have a conversation like we're just hanging out. Yeah, and it was about time you come and check out the garden. We'll do that after this. and. Uh, just happy out here. We've, we've hooked up at a lot of different events and gotten to know each other, so it's cool to cool Yeah, to we have. actually met at the Growcast uh, Rocky Mountain chapter get-together up That's there the at the Yuma yeah. Coffee Joint. Or uh, Actually, no, it was, was at the, the Adam, Adam Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, shout farmers out to market. Adams for his uh, little farmer's market. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and then you told me about the Growcast, and we met up there, and shout out to Growcast for setting that up and all the people that show up to Growcast uh, Rocky Mountain chapter get-together. Oh, yeah. We're going to have another one on the 30th. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what six to nine p.m. Yeah, I six think. to nine p.m. at that at the at the uh, at Yuma at the uh, the coffee joint. Yeah, with taking tops cannabis. Taking tops. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Matt from uh, Brainstrap uh, yeah. and Area 420 will be there. Exactly. Uh, um, Farmer John will be there. Some of the Eternal nicest, Equinox. Yeah. Yeah, Eternal Equinox will be there. Yeah, there'll be a bunch of people there. So come if you uh, if you're in the area uh, in Denver. You know, yeah, it's definitely come. a place to come up and meet up some new breeders or uh, if you have any questions or yeah. find out if you want to find out what Growcast is about. I'm sure he would love to spit it out and let you know what's happening. It's a great little forum where you can learn a lot of grow tips on uh, Discord, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that's where I like, you know, Jordan and Growcast and the Growcast family has been really great to me. And uh, I started my Discord because of you know, Jordan's encouragement. And it's really been like, you know, he brought me onto the, the podcast and the whole, uh, the whole community. You know, I met you. You know, we met uh, Taking Tops, I think, through there. But basically, like, it's a real real community people doing, you know, doing cannabis work throughout the country. And yeah, really I, like throughout the, the world. I like the mojo. Everybody's pretty yeah, laid back. Yeah, everyone's laid back. Nobody's got ego tripping. and uh, Yeah, exactly. It's a place for learning and, and, and uh, proper proper communication and collaboration. And, uh, yeah, so it's... Um, you know, this isn't the Growcast show, but uh, mm-hmm. but it, but that's how we met. You know, and we uh, what, you know, and you you've really impressed me just by like how much you know. Once you we met, you're like, yeah, these are the things I want to do, and you've really like jumped into it and like started mm-hmm. doing it. And you know, doing your podcast, getting entrenched in the community. I see it all the events. Um, that's really what it takes. I feel like you know, in this yeah, boots on the ground, get boots out on there the and... ground, being a part of the community. And I've just uh, myself started you know, doing some of that in the last year. And that's like where I met people like you and, uh, and tops and, and like, you know, all these people that yeah, I like everybody's initiative. They're all yeah, we all... No, nobody sitting around waiting for somebody else to take care of them. They're exactly. out there helping spread the knowledge and asking questions and learning at the same time. Right. Exactly. And I'm, I'm constantly learning from a lot of these people. And uh, we went to the, um, uh, um, queen of the sun and, uh, grow cat. Oh, you were there? Yeah. It was in, the living soil, in, in the living soil class, which was fantastic you think you knew you think you know something about living soil and then you go to a class like that you're like damn there's so many things i don't know um and you know em you know or um you know uh, imo you know imo one two three all these different um you know ferments you know that you know people like miles are doing mm-hmm. um they're you know it's a lot of things that like you know you thought you knew about but really you know when you put it into practice there's so many 
different applications and so many things to learn. It's just infinite. And like, you yeah, can't, you never you stop can't learning. Meet, you can't meet enough, every day. you can't meet enough new people. And you, you know, even though you think, you know, Oh, I, I know enough, you know, I got enough you know, knowledge. You know, there's always more that you can add to your, uh, repertoire. That, With more research, there's always something and coming a, out and every day. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't know and that. Now nope. that, yeah, that now that we can actually do a lot of these things, you can do more research. They're well, finding out more things that they didn't know before. And one so, thing that drew me to you also was uh, you uh, have one of the most uh, over the top living soil concepts, and you got all the little critters in there. It's kind of where I want to move into, and it's very interesting. And you grow your own food and vegetables too, so it's not just all about the cannabis. It's uh, right. it's about your overall health, uh, taking care of yourself, and and just being self sustaining and yeah. like doing it, you know, on on the low, on the cheap, you know, and and finding the best ways to make use of what you have and turning something into nothing. Nothing. That's always been my saying. You know, I turned, you know, you could turn this soil which is, you know, when you separate it, it's nothing. It's worthless. You put it together, you give it time, you give it love, you give it some, a few critters doing mm-hmm. some work for you, give it some water, get some light, magic happens, you know. And it's pretty cool, uh, like I said, to be able to grow, you know, the cannabis, the seeds, grow the business, you know, brew hundreds of pounds of food, you yeah. know, and that, and that I'll show you this little, you know, little square, you know, garden back here, you know, yeah. is like, I call the I call the people like us producers and not reducers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of reducers out there consume and. Well, and I want you know, there's givers we and take, We're trying to produce something. There's givers and takers, right? You know, we want to give. Concept. We want to like give uh, give more than we take, you know, and leave leave more than we uh, take, you know, yeah. uh, not just like daily and like with you know food and but like in life, you know, it's like hopefully when we're gone, like we we've given more to this world than we've taken, you know. That's and I think that's why we've vibed and like why people of the Growcast community and people we link up we just catch vibes because we want to we want to do what we love for a living but also give back to this community that's given us so much so. that's my that's my goal is to educate especially if you're on the east coast we're pretty uh i don't know we're oblivious to what's going on out of this state because we've been around cannabis and it's been legal so long here that it's normal it's like nothing to us but we go back east where people are living in a place where it's still illegal, they're right. on a hush and they're like right. still asking questions. They don't know because people are still intimidated to talk about it even. Right. Like, oh, if and I talk about it, oh, that my job might hear, then I might get a random piss test, then I might lose my job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's, you know, even people, you know, don't want to like posts or, you know, follow, you know, different things or, you know, you know, Discord is a place where, you know, you can really tap into community and kind of and kind of be, have a little bit of anonymity. Yeah, but it's not to the public. It's not so public, and you can put your, you know, whatever name you want in there and stuff like that, which is like kind of like a new, a new thing for me. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't. You're scared to ask questions, and they're scared to post pictures or do anything like that. And even if they've been consuming for 20 years, there's right. so much technology, so many new extracts coming out every day that they can't keep up. It's hard for us to keep up when we're right in the mix of it. Right. Yeah. And and so it's. Um, I think it's important to ask questions and and educate yourself and you know educate others you know in person too because a lot of this you know a lot of these you know conversations they're not had online I mean you know I got the dog yeah, the dog's cute chair staring at us the in dog's the hanging out <laughs> hi Charlie <laughs> hi Bella no he's just hanging out yeah some good dogs oh yeah they're just they're awesome so yeah um. But yeah, I know that kind of we kind of sidetracked. I know you That's kind, all good. kind well, of had a plan. To, usually, know, to, when I start out, I ask people well, usually how they got involved in cannabis. How when did you first consume, and how? Because uh, if you're doing this, something it's obviously had a strong hold on your life and influenced your life in some way. So, right? How did it? 
come to you and how did you find out that it was something that helped you and want, that you wanted to involve in your life? You know, like, I think, you know, just, just like most kids, I was just curious, like what, you know, what this stuff was. I'd seen, you know, some of my cousins or, you know, other people like, you know, they had, you know, like, you know, smoked and, you know, I was like, oh, what's, what's. Oh, well, first of all, where are you from? I'm from Texas. Texas. All right. So that makes a big difference because it's oh, illegal there so... and it, like it's harder, you know, well, and how and... many other people consumed around you or, yeah, or if was... you grew up in California where it's a little more normal, it's kind of a different story. Yeah. In Texas, it was like definitely like black sheep scenario, you know, me and like, you know, three or four of my friends, you know, were like, we, we, I forget who got it, you know, it wasn't me, you know, somebody got it. We like went in the backyard and like smoked like this little pipe, you know. And just like you know, put it in there and, and smoked it. It was like the first time. I don't even know if we even like we didn't. I don't even know if we got high. You know, we got caught by my buddy's uh, uh, mom, and like she and she smoked. We, we later found out, but she was like she was pissed, you know, and like and she was like, you guys can't do that here, and blah 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 blah. But like then we like the next place we did it was like the golf course. We're like, well, nobody can, nobody's gonna catch us here, and that's when we we got it. You know, you know, actually got high for the first time and you know it was like you know for it was just fun you know it was like exploring the new you know new world and it's like a new just new experiences and 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 you know exploring you know it's like you know later on it was like mushrooms you know it was like experiencing the world in a new way you know it's like just taking a walk was different on you know smoking or you know uh, riding a bike or whatever so it was like it kind of made it made it, you know, just a little bit more fun, a little bit more enjoyable. You know, obviously, didn't have too many pains at that time. You know, I didn't have like, uh, and I had pretty good, you know, pretty good home life, so I didn't have like anything to escape from. It was just more for enjoyment, you know, and, and loving and experiencing life in a new way. And there's so much like, a little more brightness. You know, the sun shines a little brighter when you when you got a little buzz to you. It, it you know? does make you a little more in tune with nature. Yeah. In my mind, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people a, say the same thing. We did a lot, a lot of time in nature with cannabis, and that's, like, kind of where we went, you know, on hikes and, like, in bike, you know, bike rides, because that's, like, you know, you, you couldn't, you, it was getting away. You know, no one's going to, like, it's, it's it, now that's where you go. It's, like, in the woods to smoke your weed, you know? Because, like. Yeah, I'm from West know. Virginia, so it's all woods there, exactly. and we were from a yeah. small town. It was really the, boring. Or and, go to the fields or go to the back roads or whatever when you got older, like, cruising the back roads of the car. And, we rode bikes, and it was, uh, yeah. definitely, we would just go for hikes. Yeah. Oh, miles upon yeah. miles in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was, it was, um, just like all fun, you know, at first. And then, you know, I, it, I mean, it just became normal. You know, I was smoking, you know, in high school, smoking, you know, almost on the daily, you know. Did it help you with studies at all or did it um, make you more interested in, in certain aspects of life? You know, it, it made me interested in like, you know, in more in, in, in nature, you know, and, and like, you know, I really wanted to know how this plant was grown. Like I tried to grow one time in the backyard and, you know, and my mom, I think like, you know, I was so, you know, I was so bad at, at like getting away with stuff. I got caught like all the time, you know, <laughs> and like I let, you know, I planted some seeds in the backyard, but like I left some of the bag of weed, like with the, the, the seed was in, like right on the windowsill outside. So she like found it and like saw the little holes and was like, you trying to plant weed back here in my backyard, you know? So, but like, you know, I was just really curious about like how this, I'd never seen a weed plant in my life. Yeah, I was you very know? curious too. You know, my I was first like, one. How does this bud happen, you know? 
And like, no, the first there time. There was no, no information at that time. No on the information either. at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, how, actually, what year was it? Because I grew up in, uh, in high school. It was 92, 93, like, and oh, there really wasn't internet oh, to search. Yeah, oh, yeah. 06, 06 was, when I, was when I graduated. So there was a little more internet, a little, little more bit internet, more yeah. information out there. If you wanted to, but like, you know, they, you can also search your browser history too. It's like if you're searching cannabis, mm-hmm. and they still can, you know, if you're searching whatever, they can find out what you've been searching. So, like, I didn't search cannabis stuff online like you know i was too scared you know it was like whatever information was out there you know it was like from the guy i bought it from or like that was about about it you know so around that time what i actually wasn't even in the country at that time i was living in spain and i was smoking hash the whole time oh, because wow. i really yeah. didn't have access to cannabis yeah there's like no hash here you know like, nah. I ne- yeah I, ne- I never even but in in texas at the time well, would you have about. chronic was it chronic and like uh, mids or so you know you had Reggie's. Like, you had swag you know you had some like kind you know kind bud that was probably like you know either outdoor or greenhouse or really mediocre grown indoor and then you had like what we call dro dro you know yeah. it was like hydro like hydro was like the best you know out there you know that was like the you know it was like the frostiest the best mm-hmm. you know later to find out you know like now as like a you know organic grower. It's like the exact opposite now. It's like, you know, the salts, the mids, you know, or salts and the mids, you know, and like the, you know, the uh, organic stuff is more, you know, the top choice for me personally. Yeah, you it's know, evolved but, a little but it's bit. Like, yeah, it's evolved a little bit. And, you know, still, it's still, you know, um, you know, you can't deny some of the, you know, THC content, like the, you know, the pictures, the beauty of just, you know, uh, you know, hydro, you know, and, and or just, you know, salt fed nutrients. Like Yeah, I talked to uh, somebody if about you're, If you're grown... If you're growing weed in any capacity, we're on the same team. Like, no, no salts first organics, you know, battle here from me. You know, no, if you're but growing, it, I, I support you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No it's battles the, on how you do it. Yeah, the myself. way that I just decided to do it. But yeah, as like you know, as a kid, uh, it was just more for, you know, for fun. And I saw like the business aspect of it also, and you know, got into dabbling in that aspect of it in high school. Um, and then I got, you know, luckily uh, got kind of. Uh, so I knew that I knew that people somebody knew that was it was bad you know somebody knew that shouldn't have known what I was doing and they yeah. le- and they let me know that they knew and uh, that I needed to cut it out because you know it was handled. so you got lucky so I got lucky and I got out when you know at the right time and I went to college and uh, um, and then I ended up uh, fracturing my my lower back um, my L one L two bulging disc um, I got a really bad spinal injury um and you know i was smoking all before that but like that's when like cannabis really came into play for me you know as like a healing agent you know before it was just like getting my mind right you know i was you know i used it because i was like really high high strung i had like anger issues in high school so like i would smoke for that but like you know with you know when i had pain there was only you know when you took like a hydrocodone or something that wasn't that wasn't helping the pain for me. It was just getting me high, personally. You know, I mean, hydrocodones like and things like that. Like, you know, they just they don't you know they don't cure my my back pain. You know, I've never they, been, they just block them. They just kind of block block the, the pain and yeah, not even for me. It's like I still <clears throat> felt the pain. I was just high, and then, and then my back hurt. And then when it when it wears off, it, it wears the pain off. is even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but at the um, you know, 
but with, with cannabis, you know, it really helped with inflammation. Did, were you consuming edibles or were you no, smoking? No, I was just smoking. Yeah. I was and there was, was there, were, there were no dabs at that time. There, so were, no, there, there know, were some the close, old school hash. The closest thing to dabs was like the knife hits, you know, or like keef. You know, you'd get like your oh, keef yeah. and you'd press your keef and then you'd take like a knife hit or like a gravity bong hit of your keef. You know, that was like the closest thing. Off the to bottom like, of your grinder. It's like a dab. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so it, during this time, did you have any issues? Like, have you ever ended up in bad predicaments or any kind of like uh, yeah. arrested in jail? Yeah, or, like, I mean, I was like, you know, get beat up and all that gunpoint types deals because uh, you know it was kind of dangerous back. Yeah, getting... I mean, you know, those those things have you know have have all happened, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, you know, including the, the the getting beat up part. That wasn't necessarily over cannabis, but like, there's always cannabis involved. But like, uh, uh, you know, we were. That was just a, a bad, uh, you know, pr- protecting somebody that was getting jumped, and then I got jumped right along with it. So sorry about that. We had a little uh, technical issue. The recording stopped, and Brett was talking about how he got jumped, but uh, it was always alcohol involved or something yeah, else. Yeah, alcohol or uh, meth or uh, coke or steroids or, like, you know, the whole gamut of kind of like the aggressive uh, type of drugs, you know, uh, where, you know, uh, cannabis was always, like, you know, much more chill and, like, it was obvious when you went to a party that was just like cannabis smokers, like everyone's just having a good time, chilling, just never fights and anything like that. But when you got all kinds of other things involved, you know, it, it could it can go south pretty quick. So. Yeah, I think alcohol is the catalyst for most of those. Yeah. And uh, that's usually the first question I ask, is alcohol involved? And yeah. then it leads to other drugs, it leads to other things, yeah, and then yeah. craziness so, ensues. So, yeah, I just I saw early that that was like, you know, kind of the path I wanted to go, just like the more natural route. You know, in terms of you know my my extracurricular activities, you know, uh, but you know I was always you know seen as like you know the guy, the smoker, like you know the the pothead or whatever. Even though I was like I was, you know playing sports and doing all that kind of stuff and excelling in those things, you know you know the coaches you know would you know kind of treat me a little differently or yeah you know, I mean they it, to be fair you know in Texas it's super illegal and at any point if I'm involved in any of that stuff I could I could. You know, go go yeah, to jail, I and, had they, a... and they didn't want to you know mess with that. So like you know, it was obvious that like you know cer- certain you know certain people didn't want me hanging around their kids, or like certain kids didn't want me hanging around because they were scared. Yeah, I had you know? parents who didn't want me so, hanging out with their kids. They were my best friends, but we couldn't hang out because I was the troublemaker. And I and I get it, and I completely understand. You know, but now it's like one of those things we were talking about. There's you know those, those same people you know that like shunned you or whatever you know or asking you advice on like strains and stuff like that or wanting to buy seeds or you know or whatever um or they're just wanting to know what cbd or, or like they yeah, said what do you C- recommend 100% uh, cbd is the big the biggest one you or know, my just, arthritis or sleep or pain yeah, yeah, and what like, do you recommend i'm tired of opiates and yeah and i'm, and I'm happy to, and i'm happy to help them yeah know? i'm all about that's what the podcast for that's why we're here and that's exactly. one thing i like about the, 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 the community word. like we were talking about earlier we're all about that positivity and teaching and helping other people get involved instead of having egos and yeah, yeah, and just be like, oh, well, I've been in the game for however um, many years. Uh, you have a disagreement with like, the way great. I grow, then and I don't I, want and to I talk to you. And I respect, and I respect the the time, you know, and like, you know, in the and doing things, you know, you know, a lot of people, like I said, been in it for a long time, but like, I think we should welcome more people into the fold, not keep people out, you know, and uh, put up walls. I think we should like build a bigger table, not a bigger wall. You know, it's like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think you know, like what you're doing is important, like educating people and like showing that like people that normalizing you know, maybe ha- yeah, maybe have been using cannabis their whole lives, you know, they're 
even though it was illegal, you know, doesn't it doesn't make him a bad person. You know, there's you know people, you know, are a lot of people are in it for you know different reasons. You know, they really are. A lot of people are in it just to heal. You know, heal themselves, heal you know the planet. You know, and you know, I'm you know I'm trying to do you know everything I can to do it you know as natural as I can to give respect to the back to the, the planet and to the plant. You know, and it's it's more than just about cannabis and getting high now. It is. It Whenever definitely was, has a symbiotic uh, relationship with the human body, with the endocannabinoid system oh, and yeah, the phytocannabinoids, already, how they replenish the the ones missing in your body and help with autoimmune. It's uh, wi- yeah, it's wild that we already issues, have receptors and and produce, or makes people feel better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a, and uh. So you never been arrested? I've been uh, really oh, close, but uh, I have been. I, I have been. I can't arrested. remember if we hit on this after yeah, the, so the little microphone. I've been arrested issue. a couple times. Uh, you know, but you know, once once for cannabis possession, um, but the other times it was like, you know, I like was stealing beer out of someone's garage and like got hit with a felony, you know, and uh, you know, then I failed the drug test. Uh, while I was on that, you know, probation, and uh, and that kind of, you know, I, I had to go like another two years of probation and like do you know all the so it's like I definitely got hit, you know, and I and I you know and I went to like I said I went to jail just overnight uh, for cannabis possession and got out the next day so like nothing like you know yeah where I was from I, West Virginia I, I it's a slap l- on the wrist for like under a half half an ounce I, I got believe. lucky that it was I only got caught for possession. You know, and uh, and I wasn't you know involved in some of the you know other bigger bigger things that happened to people, unfortunately. So if we also discussed uh, the edibles, how you were hypersensitive to edibles, and uh, uh, to me, I eat a large quantity of edibles. Sometimes they give me energy, but you avoid the edibles. I avoid the edibles, and like yeah, some people swear by them. I used to know people that would like eat edibles for breakfast, literally, and like go to work and like do great. You know, um, not me. You know, but I, you do like the tinctures, though, right? I, I mean, I'll, I prefer the tinctures over the edibles because they, you know, they don't get down to the stomach and you actually absorb them, you know, whereas like the edibles are kind of like, it's fun because it's like candy or like whatever, and like all of a sudden you're high, you know, but for me, like when I'm eating either the tincture or the edible, like during the day, I just get like super, really like super tired or lethargic, excuse me, um, you know, and it just, it doesn't make for a productive day for me typically. Uh, same with like a lot of different flour, unless it's a sativa. Uh, but with dabs, I feel like even like if it's slightly an indica, I mean, I try to you know go with sativa dominant or you know you know hybrids or whatever. Um, but even if it's like slightly indica, like I feel like I can take a dab and just get to work and do everything. Yeah, I was talking that. earlier. About it. And about rolling a joint, it's like a little ritual. It takes a little time to prep it up, so it's not the most efficient thing. Then the first thing in the morning, right. you got to get out the door. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, my my office is like right over there. You know, it's not too far away. You know, but I do have other things I got, I have to do. You know, I, I do. You know, most of the picking up, dropping off of the kids, and like you know meals and stuff like that. So I'm running around doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, and, you know, and during the day, so I get a lot of my work done the first like two to three hours of the day between like five and you know, 8 a.m. or something. Yeah, I do too. The gardeners usually get up early and yeah. I'm up at 5 and o'clock. Knock, and knock it usually out. by 12, I'm done. I'm ready to take a little nap. And exactly, I'm ready for the Get up death. and do the same thing in the evening. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I will, if I, if I can, squeeze in a nap. I'll get a, an hour or two nap in and rock it I up. lived in Spain where we uh, take part of the siesta. It's a 
daily thing, so I, I'm used to it. Get up, do a bunch of stuff, uh, take a little nap, get up, repeat the process. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah it's uh, about time to take a little break here, and then cool, we're going cool. to come back and talk about some other things about the pheno hunting, what Sweet. we look for in our in our strains, uh, what we look for in a in a breeding male, and a couple of other things. Sounds, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Would you like to grow your own cannabis at home? Are you able to now because it's legal in your state? Are you intimidated by the prices of seeds and worry if you can't even get the seeds to germinate? Are you worried it may be a waste of money and time to even try? This is how I felt when I first started growing for myself. Hundreds of dollars were spent and wasted because of my inexperience. Some of them got overwatered. Some of them were burnt by hot soil. Some didn't have the right environment and conditions to survive. If this is the case, and you are hesitating to purchase seeds, for a limited time, Little Farmer is offering 50 random seeds from his personal collection for only $50. That is 50 seeds for only $1 each. Normal prices for seeds start around $10, and some people charge even more than that. This is a great way to get a lot of seeds without having to spend a lot of money. This is a great chance for all those who are intimidated by the prices and don't have to worry about failing on their first attempt for germination. This is also a great opportunity to see what goes well in your environment. As we all know, some strains will grow better in different regions due to the climate, and you will be able to see what thrives in your area with the variety that you will receive. These packs are good for experienced growers as well as I have received nothing but great feedback thus far. Some strains included consist of Blue Dream, Gelato, Gelato Cake, Vanilla Haze, Head Smack, Green Crack, Purple Headband, Granddaddy Perps, Han Solo Burger, Tangy, GG4, Dynachem, Night Nurse, Golden Goat, Cookies, GMO, and many more. To get your hands on these packs, you will need to head over to Little Farmer website at www.littlefarmer.com. That is L-I-L-P-H-A-R-M-E-R dot com and put in an order. While there, you can browse other items available, including the tree lock box to carry around all your consumption needs around in one handy lockable box. Included in the box is a pipe, a grinder, a container for your herb, a lighter, and two handy tools to help you prepare your herbs and your hash. My favorite thing about the box is the tray that you can use to break up your herb while preparing it for consumption. It is hard to spill and easy to clean up. I don't travel anywhere without mine. Finally, if you need any consulting for your home growing needs, please contact Little Farmer from his website's contact us page by leaving a message. We can help you with your lighting, growing mediums, and other growing questions because I not only sell seeds, but I help you grow them too. Make sure to take advantage of these seed prices while they last because they won't last long. And now back to the show. All right, guys, we're back from a little break there and we had to smoke a little blunt and get our head straight. Uh, so we're going to come back and we're going to talk about pheno hunting and what we look for in our breeding and what we breed for and what we look for in a male and then talk about some of the seeds we have available online. So uh, what are you doing right now? You are going through a pheno hunt. At this, so we went through a big pheno hunt, uh, the skunk hunt, you know, over the last, so it seems like year and a half, but at least, you know, a year. And we started popping seeds a while back. Um, and we found you know, 12, 
you know, different phenos of like, you know, through 70 different, we started out with about 70 different strains and uh, narrowed it down to about 12 different, you know, phenotypes. And um, how many seeds did you pop all together? A couple uh, hundred? Oh, yeah. 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 So you popped a couple hundred and you narrowed it down to 12. Narrowed it down to 12, exactly. And, uh, you know, um, there's a bunch of different skunks in there. I wouldn't say, you know, RKS, roadkill skunk, you know, we're, that's what we were searching for. And we didn't find that exact terpene profile. But in the hunt, we found a lot of winners and a lot of raunchy stuff, trash can juices, and real, you know, strain called Bigfoot's dick. With If you guys have been following along at all, you, you know, you've seen that one in the Intergalactic Encounter. It's been selling out. I'm not selling out, but it's been selling very quickly. And um, just, you know, some really raunchy strains. Um, what are some other ones? Vol- so, vol- just to let the people know, for this specific pheno hunt, what you're searching for is a specific aroma, Correct. a smell, a terpene. Yeah, so yes, uh, let me let me uh, rewind uh, a, a little bit. So yeah, because I'm on the same hunt, I've tried. So exactly. it. it's, so, it's a big topic now. So there's a big topic now is you know the, uh, the roadkill skunk. You know, is it alive? I mean, is it still around? You know, is it you know still you know to be found? And you know, a lot of people said you know it's gone forever. You know, it's you know or you know or you know it's it's um. I have the real, you know, cut or, or whatever, you know, the, there's a big discussion right now. And I was like, well, let's see what there is to find. You know, let me just hunt, you know, skunk number one. Let me hunt, you know, a bunch of these other skunk, you know, things labeled as skunk and see if we find skunk terps. And I popped a lot of packs labeled skunk, some that weren't labeled skunk, some that were just like Afghan Thai hybrids or like, you know, different land races or heirlooms that I thought maybe could have, you know, some skunk terpenes. And, um, you know, I think the, you know, that, you know, that hunt taught me a lot about, you know, just pheno hunting in general and, uh, and especially like when you're hunting for a certain terpene, you know, you know, I hunt for a lot of things at once, you know, you know, not just one terpene, but you hunt for one terpene. If you're just hunting for the terpene, you really are just doing that. You got to put a lot of other things kind of like out, out of your scope, you know, you got to really dial in on just the terpenes. Well, if you do that you there's gonna be chinks in the armor along the way and i think you know we were talking about this before when we weren't when we weren't recording it's like the true skunk hunt you know when you hunt through some of that really skunky stuff you find herms you know a lot of that stuff is just sexually unstable well i think it was originally a mix of like well it was a mix of some land races a mexican a thai or 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 colombian and an afghan but some of those thai and those or um Land races, especially the sativas, are pretty prone to herming and to... And just in general, like, if you you know, you know, a lot of them were, like, bag seeds, you know, and, you know, they weren't, like, a lot of them weren't being, like, you know, cloned or, or pro- you know, properly, but, so, like, you know, selectively bred, so, like, it was, like, whatever was in the bag a lot of times. So yeah, like, so a lot of people don't know. I know this, and you know this. If you find a bag seed, normally it's because it hermied. Or it got cross-pollinated, but if it's on a commercial scale and they got all one strain, normally it's going to be germinated by itself, which is from a hermy. And there's a lot of unstable strains that you'll get yeah. on the on the market or in a bag. And nine times out of ten, it's going to be a, from a herm, and <clears throat> those are going to be susceptible to being hermies too because it's a trait that passes down. Exactly. So, you know, in that skunk cut, that was a big you know, barrier we had to like, you know, kind of weed our way through. 
like select, you know, obviously kill anything that showed sexual instability. And we wanted to do a breeding project with the vaulted skunk, but the male ended up shooting pistols. Like it was shooting nut, it was, you know, fully nutted up, ready, ready to pop, and then it popped pollen. And along with the pollen sack opening, p- pistols started coming out. And I'm like, well, shit. The hairs. You know, out. so I'm like, I don't want to breed with this, you know, because, um, you know, obviously, you know, the male is like where a lot of, you know, the. I saw the that back, the last round. The backbone of the line comes And I, I had to throw those out. Yeah, so uh, that was unfortunate. But, you know, we obviously killed all the males, but, like, we ran a big pheno hunt. And, you know, that was, you know, so that was. So there's other things involved, too, like the structure. You don't want a plant that Correct. has no branching and barely any root stalk and the stem's small, but it smells great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Correct. And that's might, where, like, a lot of, you know. It's not really something if you're going to be well for breeding, or... you're not going to want to do that because those root zones, if they don't grow, clone right. Not so the ones be good. that we, yeah, the ones that we selected, you know, have the raunchiest terps in the mix that were stable, and checked a lot of boxes, if not all the boxes for us, you know. And some of the things that we kept weren't necessarily skunky, like the Raymond Skunk ninety one Cincy Skunk. If you've smelled that before, if anybody's, you know, had any of that, it's not skunky, but it's awesome weed it's just super chunky you know uh you know it, you know purple um you know a lot of you know there's a couple there's two different phenos but like one of them's like grapey lavender one's more like you know kush and like you know uh you know diesel fuel you know ish you know but more like on the sweet you know with like sweeter profile so like you know checks a lot of boxes you know veg as well grows well finishes early chunky frosty tasty effective you know very potent weed it's like great but it's not it's, it's not skunky but it has two skunks in the name and that's kind of like you know yeah, a, lot a lot of, of things people... i found is like just because it says skunk on this package doesn't mean it's going to be skunky weed and it has a possibility of being yeah, skunky. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And it probably yeah. is there somewhere, and if it was maybe grown in a different environment or maybe a different soil in a different region, it might trigger those well, terpenes this, to kind of have a, just a slight difference in their chemical profile to bring that out, maybe. Yeah, and, so, and sometimes it's just like in the name, and they... And they, you know, they call it skunk, and it gets passed on. But well, I got a skunk one. I, I think you grew the they, same skunk one seed that of, I had. A bunch of skunk and they, ones. And it came out herbaceous and fruity or not fruity but it was like herbaceous and more of a sweet smell i got like a sweet haze a sweet haze it grew very haze like the ones i i the one the skunk number ones i had you know wasn't super skunky um but yeah so like you know that was all you know part of the skunk pheno hunt so that's that's um what i'm working on now is a breeding project with with maybe using those females and a bunch of other females as well with um a sage and uh, uh, sage crossed to 82 skunk from sage master select Adam Dunn. Nice. So that, you know, that, that's, uh, that's in the room right now. I just got flipped to flower. So, um, so are you going to pollinate those with your with classic his, males so that his, you have? So his, his, so his, his male. His male. Okay. So yeah, we, we, you know, so I'm going to use his, Do a little collaboration yes, there. It is. Yeah. So it's the sage, uh, you know, which is an Afghan dominant, um, and then crossed to his 82 skunk, which is also, according to his reports, an Afghan, more of an Afghan dominant. Um, and then the, you know, the male that I selected was 
leaning towards that 82 skunk side of the lineage, you know, as opposed to the sage, which has a little bit more bubbly leaves. Um, you know, the the 82 skunk has more like longer fingers in like the Afghan look, you know, mm -hmm. but um, more a little more serration maybe. So more serration and yeah, and like more finger like, whereas like, you know. You know, some fan, some plant, you know, leaves are more fan like. Some leaves are more like finger like. You know, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of different. There's so many it's, different it's types. It's beautiful but, watching them all and how. But yeah, so um, but yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna we got a a bunch. We got all that you know the, the you know the skunk feeders that we hunted, plus a bunch of other stuff in there. Um, we just have to wait and see. So what. you have a line right now. You have two lines. One of them is more of a, a Peruvian punch, which is a Peruvian strain, like a, a land race from Peru. And then so, the other one's more of an Afghan, right? And so I think we actually have like seven lines right now. We have a bunch of strains. So we have, you know, if you look, you know, we got, um, we did, so we started with, you know, the Peruvian line. So we did a Peruvian male that we, um, actually I went to Peru brought back some seeds, did, you know, an F2 project, you know, with those, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, um, the Peruvians. And then along with that, did 23 different crosses uh, all at the same time. So and why did you pick that male? Because so you weren't looking for a skunk hunt? Were I, you, was it just a well, that great, was when I began, strong... So that was like four years ago, whenever I started, you know, five years ago, whenever I first started breeding. So that's when, like, the whole line started. So, like, you know, I have, you know... I, I have been lines have been built upon lines have been built upon mm -hmm. lines. I have eighty different strains that I've, I've made over the course of about five years, um, and you know they started you know they all start with like a, a land race you know and like a backbone and then kind of go from there. And so like we did like you know the land race you know uh, F two you know the Peruvian and then we you know crossed that to Mac one we crossed that to um, ancient or uh, I mean. Um, uh, Alien Rock Candy. We crossed that to uh, GMO. We did, you know, we did a bunch of different crosses, and then we hunted through those. And one of the main uh, ones that we found uh, was the Peruvian Punch, which is Mendo Breath Purple Punch Peruvian Heirloom. Um, and that we found between like the all the different crosses that we had made, that one to be the most consistent. Um, really hit my all, checked all my boxes for flower growth rates, everything from start to finish. Um, so that was the Peruvian punch that we did. We did like a Peruvian punch line and then we, you know, we did Peruvian, two Peruvian punch lines, we did like Peruvian punch, you know, version one, Peruvian punch F2 line. Um, and you know, you can find the Peruvian punch through a couple different things. And then we went with the, uh, did a Mozambique line. So we had, I had a friend, a girlfriend that had family in Mozambique and Malawi. So I popped all those seeds in a Mozambique line and, um, and that was like, you know, more sativa, obviously. And then, um, you know, we did, uh, we did some more work with the Peruvian, um, you know, some more Afghan. And then the next thing was the Afghan line. And we did, uh, an Afghan punch, which was Afghan Hindu Kush, uh, directly from Afghanistan brought over by a U.S. service member. And we're like hunted through like 60 seeds of those and did a, you know, selected three males from that and did the Peruvian punch which was, you know, I mean, the Afghan punch was the Peruvian punch across to the Afghan. So for some of our Lou listeners out there, you selected these land races. What is exactly a land race? And why so, did you use it, these land races use for the, the term, backbone? And you use the term land race, you know, as I kind of, you know, to kind of lay out my definition of the, of the terms. You know, land race, in my opinion, is, is hard, if not 
impossible for us to get our hands on because land race would would mean that the land is doing all the work you know that the land is is proliferating these plants and there are places on the world in the world that that does happen when they just kind of like they can survive on their own with nobody giving them nutrients correct they survive the the yeah harsh weather there's like a siberian one that i use that i would consider that to be a land race because it's a ruderalis from siberia that was like selected and I, i believe collected in the wild those seeds were collected in the wild whereas you know you know an heirloom would be like you know that'd be you know cultivated in a region you know multiple generations you know whether that be over you know multiple years time you know and, the, and those seeds were you know grown and collected and then grown again in the same region and i would consider that to be an heirloom they become more adaptive to that Correct specific to that. climate yeah that and they just like they give it a certain terroir you know it's like the, the wine from france versus the wine from argentina versus the wine from here all has a different if they're using donkey dung or well, if they're using like a, well, that's not even that, or like a lot of times it's the whole so. thing it's like the light it's the it's the sun it's like whether it's on the equator versus the, here versus you know this soil is more acidic or this soil is volcanic or you know it's um and then you know those plants start to adapt to that region so that's you know what makes what makes like you know a an Argentinian Pinot Noir different from a, a, a France, a, a French Pinot Noir. Yeah. You know, and same thing with, with cannabis. And yeah, that you know, where you grow things is, is, is uh, does matter and you pull something out of an environment, grow it inside, it totally does different. But um, what I would consider an heirloom would be, you know, land races like, you know, for me, there's a lot of different definitions. Some people say there's none left. Let, none really... left or it's like, it's really like, it's ditch weed pretty much because it's growing out been growing out for generations it's not selecting for thc or anything it's just selecting for like the survival rate yeah so where i'm live we uh we had farmers along the river and during world war ii they were told to grow hemp for the war or is it world war one i'm not yeah, sure but if, yeah and uh for parachutes rope uh save the save the america with hemp you yeah. know and so after the war they cut those farmers off from that and, but some of the seeds got into the river and they would go down the river and turned into river weed ah. so they got this called romney red but basically a CBD, but it's survived since World War One and World War Two, and they still have to go down the river and eradicate it. Oh, wow. And to me, that would be very close to, so a, a, land to a land race. race. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. But it's very uh, CBD-oriented. Uh, people would grab yeah. some and take it down to the city and sell it and, like, piss get me, out of town. Well, off, they, yeah. they would just... They wouldn't be able to sell it to people they knew because they'd get a bad rep, but they could go down to the city and sell it and... Yeah, I got Bold you. out down one time deal and like the yeah the hemp, the hemp you know. it looked good and people, around, yeah, around people probably red. do that with hemp flower all the time still so, but it, it probably does have some kind of medical oh uh, I'm sure I'm sure yeah it's uh, the, the the thing people wanted if it tinctures with CBD or something but it might not get you high exactly but it's still there and they still have to go through and eradicate it every year so it's it's possible that that could be classified as a land race if it survives yeah yeah so like you know everyone's got their own definitions but like I we consider a lot of things I do, you know, be, be like, air, you know, heirloom from heirloom gen- genetics, and you know, I don't even want to get into the, you know, you know, because uh, you know, some people get really offended if you if you're saying, oh, you got land race, you know, it's like, well, here's my definition. Yeah, you know? everybody, <laughs> everyone's got you know their own their own thing, but, but yeah, so I, um, then, you know, so then I did the Afghan, after I did the Afghan punchline, I did another Afghan Hindu Kush F2 
line, and that's where I did the, the uh, three versions of the F2, uh, and then the four or five d versions of the BXs. And most of those were for trichrome production, uh, heavy bud production, yeah, bud, and, uh, yeah, bud structure, production, resiliency. Structure, exactly. So you, yeah, so I, I wanted them to be you know resistant to you know pests and pathogens. I wanted to you know to grow you know short you know stacked you know, heavy flower production you know. Uh, you know, heavy you know, THC production, you know, terpenes. See, I breed for terpenes you know, there's first, a, but that's the hardest thing to breed for because it's, you got to wait to the end <laughs> because once you harvest it, it changes. And then once it cures, it changes. Oh, yeah. And to see if it remains all the way through the curing process, man, it takes a long time yeah. to get through that. It might be three months, four months after you harvest. Right. And then you got to keep that there. And then that whole feed, you, know, you got to keep the phenos around that you cut, uh, you know, make, make sure you're, you know, cataloging properly and keeping, you know, records and making sure that, like, you label things properly. And, yeah, and labeling's huge. Labeling's if you unlabel huge. something or something gets labeled wrong, you you got to start yeah, over half the yeah, time. That's pheno, yeah, that's where pheno hunting gets That's why you see so many question marks. I think it could be this in some lineages of some strains because they're not sure what it was labeled or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It got cross-pollinated by something they just don't know by accident from a herm, probably. Right, right. But uh, pollen is pretty... Uh, pretty easy to stick to your clothes so if you get some in your clothes and you're walking around your your flower room it will stick to your flower plants and oh yeah and well I just, I just want to let everybody know thanks thanks for joining thanks for just hanging out with us and uh sorry if you couldn't hear too well but we're uh my phone's just about dying and you can uh you can listen to all these all these different chats plus uh more with uh refer the reefer on instagram uh and then or you can also just search refer the reefer uh, on any major podcast platforms, he's on all of them. So, check it out. He did. What? Who have you done so far? Uh, Matt, Matt Brainstrap from uh, Brainstrap Genetics. Uh, then I hit up uh, Chris Bratton from Warrior Farms, and we got Rashawn Thomas from uh, Grozilla Fifty Two Eighty Farms yeah, yeah. down out, in Four Twenty area. Shout out um, Grozilla Four Twenty, and then. Uh, one more I'm forgetting, and I just uploaded yeah, Whitney just, Justice and a couple of breeders yeah, from Beyond up. Hype and BK Roller from uh, the Dark Horse Genetics. And this, the other one there is Mark Disney from Roken uh, Vape Cartridges and Vape oh, nice. Pens. Yeah, batteries, they, they can su uh, supply you with all your vaping needs and some really nice portable dab electric dabbers, which I, I consume with myself on the go. Oh, nice. Well, cool. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for popping in. And, thanks for uh, the support. Yeah, hell like, yeah. share, subscribe, guys. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, follow follow them, check out these podcasts, and uh, thanks for checking. You know, thanks for hanging with us this morning, and we'll uh, we'll chat more soon. Peace. Do you have a business with a product or service that you would like to advertise? Now you are able to hear on Reefer the Reefer the podcast. These ad slots will be limited to products that we endorse here on Reefer the Reefer and would be a great opportunity for exposure at a cheaper rate due to the fact the podcast is still new. So in the future, when new listeners tune in, they will hear about your products and service and they will be assured that it is a good product that we endorse here on Reefer the Reefer and use it ourselves. Contact Little Farmer on his website or send an email to littlefarmer at outlook.com for more information. And now back to our show. Yep, yeah, we are streaming live on uh, Instagram there as we're doing this podcast today, guys. So uh, it is uh, knocking out two 
birds with one stone here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to totally hijack, but we uh, we had 40 plus people following the last one. Yeah, that's you awesome. Know, in the middle of the day, 100 people already liked the last post that we made. Sweet. Oh. So yeah, we were going here and we were talking about the uh, terpene profiles and what we uh, like to look for in our in our hunts when we're pheno hunting and what we're doing at the moment. Uh, I am doing a little CBD five to one ratio hunt and has a little of the Siberian uh, Russian oh, land yeah, racer. Yeah, yeah it's an uh, IBL version of that mixed with Sour Tsunami, Canatonic, and Harlequin. It's like a three-way mix of all of those. And yep. it comes out to like a five to one, maybe I think 25 and five CBD dominant. Nice. And yeah, uh, I, wor I worked with some uh, some CBD stuff you know, earlier on. I'm, I'm gonna be incorporating some CBD into this uh, into this skunk hunt uh, or a skunk line. So we'll do a you know a full spectrum skunk. So that I think that's important is getting full spectrum uh, flower. I to wanted people. to get more one to ones and more CBD dominant little THC in there with nice terpene profiles to make those uh, nice tinctures mm -hmm. that have that full spectrum because I find those are the ones that help me the most. And, yeah. yeah. You can extract it with some alcohol and make your RSO and then reduce it down and put it into some oil and mix it up that way, or you could just soak it right into your oil. Oh, and yeah. uh, the full spectrum is definitely more, on the edible wise, it's more calming and relaxing, right. a full body high instead of having that THC, THC high. Slamming. That's, a, that's, I think, part of the reason I don't like edibles a lot is because they're not full spectrum. It's just like isolate or distillate of, T, of THC. Mm -hmm. you or you know. can make them out of the rosin. A lot of people are doing those the rosin the out ones. without the solvent. Those, those, those are the better ones. Those are the t they're, you can have a little hint of the of the cannabis, but you can actually taste a little difference in the terpenes. And you can pair them up with different flavors, too. And that's something that you can do with uh, drinks. The drinks coming out now is going to be hot. Oh, yeah. With the rosin. Uh, well, we were just talking about the swamp juice there or some other uh, flavored tinctures. Those are really good. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, head to body without being anxious, without having uh, too much of a head high nice. or too much of a body high. Sometimes high THC would just make people sleep. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it might I be mean. good for people with high pain. Um, some people that might be their medicine, but for me, it's not really the high THC. It's more of that full spectrum plant medicine Yeah. that uh, just makes you feel good all over. Exactly. And yeah. I enjoy the nature and enjoy the baseball game. Or yeah. I have trouble sitting down. Edibles really help me sit for more than 20 minutes, 30 minutes to just uh, relax. Yeah, because I've just yeah. so many injuries from wrecking a bicycle, skiing, or different uh, whatever, falling down on the ice and hurting my back and sports that yeah. I'm constantly cracking and aching. Yeah. And if I sit still too much, that back aches. Same here. Kicking really fast. Yeah, I feel, I feel exactly the same way. So, um, so yeah. um, you mentioned uh, CBD, and you actually have a little CBD that oh, yeah. you grew and uh what what's special about your cbd line excuse me well so the cbd that we uh the the tinctures and stuff with the way we carry wasn't actually grown by us it was grown out in the san luis valley uh by a good friend of ours um but it's um it's full spectrum what i would consider full spectrum it's got you know more than two cannabinoids um let me let's see if i can pull was it cold pressed or so was it um it's, uh, it's a, it's a decarboxylated first it's a distillate. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's just it's a distillate, but it's got it's got CBG, CBN, CBC. Um, so it's got the it's terpenes intact too. The, yeah, the full spectrum. Yeah, all the or a broad spectrum. Broad. The, the two differences, I think, like if it's the 
what I understood, if it takes all the THC out, then it's going to be broad spectrum. And if it has like a trace of like 0.01%, maybe it's full spectrum. Uh, or so it take, something yeah. else is taken so out of there. Did, yeah, they did. It, it, it's a, like a terpene or something. It's down else. to 0.3 uh, or, you know, or yeah, 0.3%. Point 0.03%, I think, yeah. is the, the threshold yeah, for him. So they diluted it down to that to make it legal, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but so I, it's um, it's just it's full spectrum uh, you know, distillate. But I, I, I don't think that this batch was remediated or anything like that because I think they pulled it, you know, in, in, within compliance time. Nice. So that's, you know, that was ni- it was nice just to get, you know, a, a, a test that had, it was like CBD is great, but, you know, we have a pure CBD product as well that's made with just you know, um, MCT oil and um, an isolate, and that's it. And then we have this full spectrum product that's got, you know, four different cannabinoids, a little bit of THC. It's got the terpenes in there. Unfortunately, we don't have the terpenes listed because uh, we didn't get that test. Yeah. <laughs> we just got the compliance test um, and the, you know, the cannabinoid test. But, um, but yeah, it, it helps a lot of people. Um, you know, the, you know, the, we have a pet, you know, version of, of the pure CBD. And the only difference is it's got, um, uh, different uh, dosing, you know, on there. A little just, lighter for the for the. Well, it's the same exact and... strength. Uh, it just tells you what dose to go with for your pet versus with your human. <laughs> is it tincture too, or is it's, it like yeah, so, a, a so biscuit? It's, nope, it's 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 pure. There's no there's no additives, nothing, no flavorings, none of that. So um, yeah, one thing with Chris Bratton when I had his interview, he he had actually got fired from his job for taking CBD because it really did, yeah it was point oh three. There was some trace in there, and he was a truck driver, and there was no tolerance, you know. For, oh, wow. So he was taking CBD for pain, and then he got booted because of that. He got tested? or just Yeah, they tested him, and he came up positive. Oh, so wow. that's when he moved down to Colorado. That's, yeah, that's crazy. And uh, that was the main reason that uh, he got into growing himself. That's, yeah, that's nuts. How sometimes you know things like that just push you right where you need to go. Yeah, that's uh, he, he's happy it happened in hindsight now, but it was a it was a big problem. So the distillate would be one you would recommend for somebody who has to take a urinalysis or piss test. Oh, uh, the isolate. The isolate. Yeah, yeah, the isolate. So if you got yeah, if you have to get any kind of uh, test like that, just to go with the you know the pure uh, what we call the you know pure CBD uh, you know tincture. It's just um, MCT oil and isolate, and that's it. Because that's, you know, when you get to the distillate, you know, that's where you got the point, you know, 0.3% THC and all that stuff, which, you know, really helps with the synergistic effect and all that. But, you know, you don't want to pop out on a, on a, on a urinalysis. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. Even here in Colorado, uh, you can lose your oh, job for, just depends on, for yeah. testing positive. I know it's an issue because uh, I have a friend who has to carry around fake urine with her all the oh time. Oh, my gosh. And it's a... Work, a right to work state, so that means that they can fire you for, for any, any reason, reason. any time, with no questions asked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of states coming out there where they're being protected now, but that's uh, something that maybe we can try to get past here in Colorado to protect those medical card holders at least. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's uh, something different that uh, that has has to change around here, I believe personally. But uh, when it's becoming legal in other places, that's something that people can look out for. Before they make the law and right. hey, it's put a, this into right, the yeah, statute. Yeah, write it so. in. And when they're doing the first initial laws, and have to do rewrites and stuff like that, and amendments, and you know, and things like that that take forever to get approved. And you know, if you can just get the, get it right the first time, which is very rare, 
you know, it, it, it helps to have some knowledge of uh, states that are going through it, you know. And, yeah, exactly. And people so, that are going through it. Hopefully, so, hopefully they, they listen when they, when they, when they do that. So. You know, they pay attention instead of just sitting back and waiting for the things to change. Oh, it's happening, it's happening, but yeah. it'll happen in a way you don't really want, and then you'll be upset right. around it Correct. about it. Yeah, it's like, you know, the legalization is great in theory, but it's not always great in practice. And, you know, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's the way it should be. Um, so hopefully, um, yeah, you know, hopefully our, our, our politicians, you know, listen uh, to the people when they speak. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I think uh, things are changing and that's going to be the the future here because what they just said, uh, he, he asked the drug czar or the, what is it, the attorney general that has to change it and look into the reclassification, rescheduling. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not even sure. So I'm just... Blessed, blessed to be in a place where it's legal and you know you know for better or for worse I've been doing it for a long time and it's been uh, you know I mean it's all it's all been for the better on this end you know but when I was back in Texas it was you know, a little bit more frowned upon yeah but it's now, a lot it's yeah. a lot uh, easier living life here exactly and we're yeah. kind of spoiled we are, so would, that's why we're trying to get the word out there to these people that don't know life goes on things are not going to hell in a gift basket here in, in yep. Colorado, it is. A yeah, and, there, and there's, you know, there's change coming around the corner all over the place, you know, in, in Thailand, it's, you know, it's uh, all open, fully legal now, and they were, like, giving away plants to all the citizens, and, you know, there's, uh, and it used to be one of the most strict, you know, places in the world for cannabis, you know, so, you know, there's, there, there are things, there, times there are changing, you know, and it's coming around. Exactly, so uh, this interview's going a little long here, I just want to let the listeners out there know where they can get some of your products. Where can they get in contact with your uh, website or? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So you can, um, you know, uh, you can always go to the website um, at uh, heartandsoilproject.com. We also have Heart and Soil Seeds, so, excuse me, Heart and Soil Seeds and Heart and Soil CBD.com. Um, if you're looking for obviously the C, uh, CBD. Or shirts or hats or anything like that those would be super easy to find if you're looking for the seeds uh, what you need to do is you need to go to shop and then you search stickers um, and all the stickers come with free seeds um, and that is uh, you know for you know it just it helps with our payment processor uh, but yeah the, it, it, it could be a little confusing to some people but search stickers and uh, and the stickers you know, the stickers come with with free seeds and you're always out there here on the local scene and i know there's an event coming up here soon yeah, there's at barter town yeah, with adam dunn show down and uh hit the i can't remember the name the so high cafe is that the yeah name? so high cafe um and you can find all this information uh, you can uh, follow us on instagram at heart and soil project at heart and soil seeds or at heart and soil cbd um, I'd say follow them all because uh, Instagram has a tendency sometimes to either shadow ban or shut you know shut us down sometimes. So, um, but you can always uh, and then you can get the link to our Discord um, by either going uh, to one of those um, uh, uh, Instagram accounts and messaging me there, or you can always contact me at my email banderson at heartandsoilproject.com. B. Anderson, like Brett Anderson, uh, at heartandsoilproject.com. You can ask me anything, uh, order seeds or you know whatever you need to there. But uh, Discord is a really big place where things are uh, starting to go, uh, you know, go to with you know a lot of censorship on Facebook and Instagram, things like that. And YouTube also cutting down. Yeah, YouTube and and um, 
and you know just a little you know you know still uh, some uh, negativity towards the cannabis scene you know on a lot of these platforms where Discord is more of a safe place. Uh, we really developed an awesome community. We, community we have over a thousand people. Um, on our Discord right now, and it's a really great place to collaborate. Um, you know, post pictures. You know, talk. You know, you can ask me questions. We do a Sunday sesh every uh, Sunday for at least an hour, sometimes two hours, um, where we just hang out. You know, we usually have a topic. I'll I'll chat about you know different different things. But then at the end or during, we can always you can always just ask me questions. Um, you know, or bring up you know different you know any concerns or you know. Uh, wonderings or anything like that so discord is has been an awesome place so if you want the link uh to the discord i get you an invite uh, either through my email or um instagram platforms um but yeah thank you for having me on i know uh, this interview went a little bit long but we uh we've gotten to know each other and it's just easy to talk and we could probably go round and round and round we'll probably yeah, do we it. could do it again on another day yeah we'll... so we could just go round and round so yeah but he's uh we'll do another one yeah exactly uh another time but he's he's on a mission to to kind of get the word out um you know that uh you know cannabis is here to stay it's you know it's been here for a long time and and uh you know people that have been using are uh, you know you know good people and there's a lot of you know a lot of good people doing great things in this industry and you know just because you're a cannabis user doesn't make you you know, any, you know, any worse of a person, you know, a lot of, you know, cannabis users get a, a bad rap, um, just by, you know, the plant, you know, being what it is, but, you know, we're trying to, to show that, um, there's a lot of good, a lot of good out there and we're, we're pushing the good for the, uh, for the cannabis community. Yep. The motto is we refer the reefer here. You can defer the reefer, but no one should fear the reefer. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in guys. And we'll get this episode up here in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, tune in for new episodes and make sure to check out my website www.littlefarmer.com I'll have some seeds up there for a few few more weeks here there will be 50 seeds for $50 just for to let people get started and they can throw some seeds down here this fall before the first frost if they want to go outdoors and see what pops up in their area because it's going to have a wide variety of genetics from indicas to sestivas to uh, tall and short that's uh, a good that's a good way to do it too we were talking about that with Matt at area 420 that you know planting them uh you know early even in the winter time you know um will help them germinate later on down the down the road yeah you can throw that. 20 of them out and maybe 10 of them will pop up but then they're hardened to your specific area and you know that's like you know rather than buying a bunch of seeds and hoping they do well you know he's going to give you a bunch of different variety and they're going to you know some of them will do well and those are the ones you can take cuttings of and save you know for future you know future years yeah it's a it's a great opportunity to get started if you're hesitant because it can be quite expensive uh getting started i know i wasted a couple hundred dollars on my first round of, of seeds, seeds yeah, and just exactly things didn't work out and the you soil was too high germination uh te you know testing you or you know practice you know d different you know exactly. methods and whatever like the, you know Good to have seeds around it to, to practice with. Yeah, and we, we get a little spoiled here, and we don't realize that it's not easy access for a lot of people right oh, now. So ex exactly. There's about 100 packs left, guys. If you would like to try some out, hit up the website. Make sure to give Reefer the Reefer a follow. Like, comment, share, subscribe everywhere you can, guys. Thanks and one love. Peace.
I want one. 